All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and thanks for listening in. This is the All You Need to Know podcast on Bloomberg Quint and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 27th of January. Great news on the virus front. Fresh coronavirus cases in India have now fallen to 9,100 for the first time since the start of June. That's according to the Health Ministry's latest update from 8 a.m. yesterday. Active cases, which had stood at over 10 lakh in September, have now fallen to 1.8 lakh. Globally, Coronavirus cases surpassed 100 million, according to data compiled by Johns Hopkins University. Meanwhile, the World Health Organization has said that vaccine coverage won't reach a point that will stop transmission of the virus in the foreseeable future. But with economies now opening up, signs of a recovery in growth are looking strong. The International Monetary Fund has raised its forecast for growth in uh, the global economy this year, betting that the rollout of coronavirus vaccines and more fiscal stimulus will offset the immediate challenge posed by the pandemic. The IMF expects that global GDP will rise 5.5% this year, faster than the 5.2% that was projected in October. The IMF marginally cut its projection for China's growth in 2021 to 8.1% from 8.2% earlier, and India, meanwhile, is seen growing 11.5%, much faster than the earlier estimate of 8.8%. Thousands of farmers yesterday escalated protests to revoke controversial new agricultural laws, clashing with police and storming key landmarks in the capital to pressure the government. The farmers, who had camped at various border points around New Delhi for two months, had permission to demonstrate after the completion of the annual military parade to mark Republic Day, but many gathered earlier in the day and broke through barricades on the outskirts of the city, prompting police to deploy tear gas in some areas. Now, India is considering easing foreign investment rules for sectors ranging from construction to animation to lure overseas capital needed to create jobs in the economy. That's a Bloomberg exclusive. A proposal to allow limited liability partnerships to invest in the construction of townships, roads, hotels and hospitals is under discussion, according to the report. And a plan to allow 100% foreign direct investment in animation, visual effects, gaming and comics may also find mention in the government's budget to be presented on Monday. Petrol and diesel prices were hiked by a further 35 paise per litre each on Tuesday, according to a price notification from oil marketing companies. This took petrol prices in New Delhi to 86.05 per litre and 92.62 per litre in Mumbai. The rate for diesel climbed to 76.23 rupees a litre in the national capital and to 83.03 per litre in Mumbai. In international markets, U.S. equities fell marginally with the Dow and the Nasdaq declining less than a tenth of a percent and the S&P 500 ending lower by 0.15%. In the Asia-Pacific region, two of the three early risers have started off in the green. And with that, it's over to Hormuz Fatakia for the trade setup for the day in India. 
Morning, Hormuz. How are we looking today? Good morning to you, Alex, and to those who have tuned in as well. It was the first time in three months when India's equity market swelled for three straight days, and it was Reliance Industries and IT stocks that were the key culprits for Monday's sell-off that took place after a positive opening. Now, it was also for the first time since October where foreign investors have been net sellers for two consecutive sessions. Early ticks on the SGX Nifty today show that the index trades 100 points higher, around the mark of 14,200. So what specific stocks do I have for you today after a holiday? First up, Larson & Tubro saw its highest ever orders booked in a quarter. The 76% increase from last year took the company's overall order book to over 3.3 lakh crore rupees. The infrastructure conglomerate won orders worth 73,233 crore rupees during the October to December period. The company's infrastructure order book rose 80% from last year, while the heavy engineering order book doubled. Brokerages like Jefferies and Macquarie have raised their price targets on the stock, with Jefferies now having the highest price target amongst analysts who track the company. ICICI Securities also saw the highest ever addition of clients in a single quarter. The broking firm added 1.39 lakh clients as assets under management rose 45% from last year. Revenue was up close to 50% while net profit nearly doubled. Revenue from the broking and distribution business was also up close to 50% year on year. The company's equity market share rose 160 basis points to 10.5%. Revenue from the private wealth management business also doubled to over 100 crore rupees. Naveen Florin said that the strong momentum in its high-value business continued in the third quarter, with 65% of the overall revenue coming from the same. Demand in the legacy business, which was slow in the first half of FY21 owing to the pandemic, is slowly returning to normal. The company has also entered into a contract worth $410 million with a global company for the manufacture and supply of high-performance products in the fluorochemical space. It will incur a capex of $430 crore rupees which will be funded through internal accruals and debt. Canfin Homes reported a 21% growth in its net interest income and 24% growth in its net profit for the October to December period. Asset quality remained stable while 72% of the outstanding loan book came from salaried professionals. The two Nifty names reporting results today are Axis Bank and Hindustan Unilever. Some key non-index names that will report numbers today are Imami, Marico, India Cements, United Spirits, ICICI Prudential, Jyoti Laboratories, among many others. Aside of earnings, the Central Bank of UAE has imposed a financial sanction of close to 14 crore rupees on Bank of Baroda's GCC operations in Dubai for deficiencies in compliance of AML and sanctions compliance framework. The stock will also be reporting its results today. Affil India has entered into a definitive business transfer agreement to acquire the business assets of Israel-based Discover Technologies. The investment, according to the company, is strategic for its consumer business platform. The fixed cost for the business transfer will be a cash consideration of $1.15 million and a maximum success fee of $3.37 million will be paid over a period of four years. The company expects the transaction to be completed over a period of 90 days. IPO updates, the issue of Home First Finance was subscribed over 26 times as bidding closed on the final day of Monday. Institutional subscriptions stood at 52 times. Non-institutional subscription was 39 times, while the retail portion was subscribed over 6.5 times. 
and Stovecraft's issue almost saw full subscription on the first day of bidding. Subscription was led by retail investors, the portion for whom was subscribed over five times. Institutional subscription was zero, while non-institutional also stood at 0.05 times. And that's all from me today. More on the stocks in focus in our all-you-need-to-know copy on BloombergQuint.com. With that, I wish you a safe day ahead and it's back to you, Alex. Thanks, Hormuz. And as always, thank you all for listening in. That's all we have for you in this podcast. But as always, there's a lot more on the website, BloombergQuint.com. So don't forget to check it out. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IVM Podcast app? On the IVM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladiti Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IVM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy.